Oh, yeah. Here it is. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. 608, you're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top story, Trump wins New Hampshire. Subheading, a little closer than expected, maybe. Yeah. That could be some of the talk of the town today, I would imagine, because honestly... I thought Trump would have won by a larger margin. What did it end up being? About eleven and a half point difference. Is that so? We have here something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking for some of the numbers, but anyway, I think that's well. I, I think that we were actually hoping for a good tra- trouncing. So I think that's part of it too. You know. So yeah. and, and, and you got to figure out who got out and supported Haley versus who got out and supported the president. Well, and. And since one of the subjects will be how well she did, even though she lost, she did, be honest, she did pretty well. But a lot of times there's a little bit more to the story, and Mm -hmm. who do you depend on to bring it to you? We're here for you, baby. We're here. I thought Paul Harvey was going to show up there for a second. Yeah. No. I'd like to have his old contract. Uh I remember when he signed like a 10-year deal for- I remember that. Like- a couple million dollars or something, and yeah. I said, this guy's going to be like 97. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know. He was I they knew what they were doing. He was amazing. Nikki Haley, it, it appears, relied heavily on the support of independents and Democrats in the New Hampshire primary, yet still lost by what some are saying wide margins. Now, this came from Bradley J. of Breitbart. Um, that was kind of the talk is she's getting Democrat support democrat money uh she is a globalist those were some of the labels these were some of the things that trump and others were saying about her and of course the haley campaign tried to dismiss those things tried to play those things down but it appears those things are true and cnn did some exit polling and -hmm. listen to this of nikki haley voters in the granite state CNN said about 7 in 10, when they did exit polling, 7 in 10 said they were registered as undeclared prior to Tuesday. Interesting. Yeah. So CNN relied on an exit poll to make its shocking statement, New Hampshire's loose requirements allow for voters to cross over. While future Republican caucuses and primaries will consist overwhelmingly of registered Republicans, Trump crushed Haley in a New Hampshire primary by double digits with results still outstanding. In Iowa, where Trump won by a historic 30 percent, it took the Associated Press 31 minutes to call the race. Wow. Okay. Again, Mm. I, I don't think it was a total drubbing. No. Of Nikki Haley. And so she's going to hang in there. She's going to stick around, even though that's not what we want to happen. We need all the Republicans to unite, get behind Trump. Don't waste any more money. Don't extend this thing any further. But she has every right in the world uh, to do that. But I got to tell you, she showed a little bit of moxie in what I thought was her sorry I lost speech. She was up and I said, wow, she's doing... uh 
Like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. Maybe she didn't know. Well, <laughs> look, it was still an opportunity. She knew she probably had a pretty good audience tuning in to see what the outcome was. She did get up there and do her uh, speech right after it was called for Trump, which was early on. Well, I mean, it was after the polls closed, but still very early on after that, with still a very small percentage of the vote in. Um, and I think that was smart on her part to get up there as early as she could to still be in, you know, quote unquote, prime time. Right. But man, she really did go on and on and oh, on. She did. You'd, you'd have thought she won. And, you, really you know, the thanking of people was too too much. It was. But yeah. she also tried to get some substance in there a little bit. And so here's New Hampshire. We'll have to, you know, we we will take apart some of the numbers. But then, you know, Trump's already talking to his audience about what's next. We go to Nevada, and that's been one. So we pick up all of those delegates. And then we do go to South Carolina, where we've done really well, where I've done well. We have a great governor and lieutenant governor and great everything, because almost every one of them have endorsed me. Yeah, it'll be interesting, South Carolina, once again. That that will be interesting. And that, I'm guessing, will probably be after that when Nikki Haley will say, okay, we don't see mm-hmm. a pathway to winning. When uh, somebody from Fox put a, uh, a surrogate from Haley's campaign kind of on the spot about, you know, the pathway to how to, how does she win? It doesn't look like, you know, she can, right. she can do that at this point. And he didn't really have a great answer. Hmm. He kind of danced around it. And so when you don't have this pathway, now you could say, okay, well, South Carolina could give her a boost. But a lot of polling says mm. not so not so fast. And if you do lose in your home state, you can yeah, you can say, yeah, but there's all these other states to come. But isn't there something about your home state's confidence that says something to the rest of the voters around the country? Well, it is the state where they know you the best. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. carry your own own state, to me it says a lot. What was it back in the day? Gore didn't carry Tennessee. Al Gore. I know. And I Isn't remember that, that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, people that know you best. But remember, <laughs> yeah. in South Carolina, you do. You have, you, you've got real conservatives. And you got Tim Scott, um, you know, giving his full endorsement sure. to former President Trump. But I do have to say, the polling that was done prior to the New Hampshire primary didn't give Nikki Haley as much credit as she ended up getting, as many True. votes as she ended up getting. Uh-huh. But then, once again, once you start to break it down, if the CNN uh, exit polling is accurate, that I mean, that tells the story. Seven in ten said that they were registered as undeclared prior to Tuesday. So that's full of possible Democrats, possible independents, not Republicans, because they were undeclared. Right. So one question. Are you still holding on to your uh, Tim Scott as a possible VP under Trump or Ramaswamy? I am still leaning toward Tim Scott if it's between the two of them. Okay. Although Ramaswamy does offer oh, man. a very kind of interesting and young, uh, fresh approach. Great campaigner, too. And it, it, some of the other exit polling indicates that, at least in New Hampshire, that people want a 
a real change. Uh-huh. Now, does that mean a real change from the current administration or a real change overall? It's kind of hard to determine, but yeah. you want a real change and you have some fresh blood, like yeah. a Vivek. Another non-politician. Yeah. Yeah. Just wondering what your thoughts are. Oh, yeah. We got a lot, we got a lot track, going on. I'm keeping track over here. And and here's, here's a big question. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't Biden secured the border by now? That's been kind of on my mind. Uh-huh. We'll delve into that. Coming up on the Bob Rose Show, Greg Cassidy is here. Hey, remember, you can get the Bob Rose Show on your Alexa first thing in the morning. Catch up on the latest news when you get up. Just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky. It's that easy. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He brings the brutal truth. Rather than support the Israelis and say, do what you have to do and get this over with, it's being dragged out. Mark Levin. Because Biden does not want Israel to win. Six o'clock on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It is 621. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. Where the answer is always, yes! Your top story, Trump wins in New Hampshire. Now, some folks are saying crushing and huge defeat and all that. It wasn't. We're talking about, give or take, about 11 points. It it wasn't huge. However, 70% of Nikki Haley voters were not registered Republicans, according to CNN exit polling. Now, CNN wouldn't be wanting to do any favors for Donald Trump. No. That's for darn sure. I don't think so. So that, that to me, really paints a, a really the accurate picture. Did she do well? Yes. Did she specifically do well with Republican voters? No, not nearly. Not, not nearly. And New Hampshire's always been, you know, a little bit of an outlier to begin with. So consider all those things. But for people to run around and go, ah, Trump crushed her and all that. Nah. Why? Why Why are you doing that? He didn't. No, you look silly when you do that. But when you look at the numbers, he performed extremely well with Republicans. Right. And Real it, ones. So, yeah. yeah, so right. that's part of that. Also, um, Kat Kamek, uh, our congresswoman, is going to be joining us coming up at 8.05. So we'll get her take on uh, New Hampshire. But also, of course... Uh, talk about the border. And, and here's what I'm thinking. When Biden undid the Trump executive orders, thereby opening the border, you can use any terminology you want, but open the border wide open where anybody could ask for asylum. You know, you could claim asylum, but a court has to indicate that they agree with that asylum claim. Well, now court dates are going. I don't know. What, 2031? What 2030. Yeah, I know. I mean, come on. They'll show up. Seven yeah. years? They'll show up. I mean, yeah. it's this is insane. Yeah. And everybody knows it. Now, here's the thing. In the beginning, when the border was open, really only Fox News was talking about it and talk radio. 
And Kat Kamek was all over it, the congresswoman. Yep. She went down to the border many times. She'd been great as far as on top of that issue for sure from the get-go. But the left of center media, the CNN, MSNBCs of the world, and even the ABC, CBS, and, and NBC, all that, they, they were all very, very quiet about the border it is though no issue no crisis for sure existed oh no Mayorkas was put on the hot seat several times mm-hmm. and said there's no crisis at the border there's no issue at the border then slowly as more and more uh people became aware of issues related to it then they shifted they tried the technique of well you know trump left the cupboards bare trump tore apart infrastructure needed for border security now that was a blatant lie and that didn't seem to last very long because they knew probably through focus groups that 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 lie fell flat on its face Mm -hmm. uh so let's come up with another lie now they're admitting there's a problem and and then they would say but it's up to congress to address it you know, Joe right. Biden and the Democrats had a bill, a comprehensive immigration bill, day ready one. to go oh, from yeah. day one. What a load of That bill didn't d- deal with border security. I'll give you my analogy real quick. Uh, immigration issue is like a house. When Biden opened up the borders, it was like cutting a hole in the roof of a home. Yeah. Immediately followed by the Democrats running around saying we need to replace the carpet and the furniture in other words we need to reform immigration right yeah i agree you do but first if you're going to do all that stuff inside a home what would you do you would repair the roof the roof is border security Mm -hmm. that's where it starts who's going to put a bunch of furniture in a new carpet while water's leaking in you wouldn't and so now it continues to morph. So here, here's my thing. What do they know? What do the Biden people know? Because hmm. anybody, let's say you want the border open for various reasons, including this whole global baloney, sure. right? Yep. So you want it open, you open it. And the, the media, the lefty media, which deals with most of your people and your base, it, you're good. You're good. You're getting away with it. But let's say about a year ago, cat was out of the bag. Yep. I mean, everybody knew. I had people asking me that, you know, we're kind of Democrats supporting, but, you know, yeah, I just don't understand the open border thing. At that time, anybody, any strategist that wants the Democrats to succeed in the White House and in other seats would secure the border. They'd take credit for it. They'd act like they did it all, mm-hmm. like, you know, they still blame Trump for it being open, even though that'd be a lie. But you'd take credit for it, and you would secure the border so that that would go away as an election issue. My question is, what do they know? You got the old man really going to run for another term, and they won't secure the border? We'll talk about that further, but let's uh, go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skyline. And Pete, you're on the air. Yeah, congratulations to President Trump for his win in New Hampshire. I want to talk about something that happened in political history a few years ago. Rush Limbaugh started something called Operation Chaos. You might remember that. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that Republican voters would cross party lines and vote in the Democrat primary to extend the primary to force the Democrats to spend more money 
more advertising, more more infrastructure, and instead of letting the primary season end early where they could conserve their money for the general election. Well, I submit to you that what the Democrats are doing is Operation Chaos, same thing Limbaugh did, but they're doing it to support Haley and sabotage Trump. Thank you. Oh, well you said. Uh, using history and Operation Chaos. I hadn't thought about it for a long time until you just brought it up. Excellent as usual, Pete. Thank you, sir. It is 628. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. And I want to remind you to follow the sky. Go to the sky, 973.com slash follow or the Odyssey app. You got the Bob Rose Show podcast. You'll never miss a minute of the show. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day, 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. Every candidate. That's the sound of a two-person race. I said we'd invest in all of America. Your election headquarters. We're leading by so much. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Out with the old. That bike, you're getting old, man. It's the same old story. In with the new. I have news for everybody. On the border. 2024 election. Inflation. The news station. All you need to know. 24-7. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Happy Hub Day, Trump Day. Trump wins in New Hampshire, 639 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. Make sure you follow the sky. Never miss a minute of the show with just one click. TheSky973.com slash follow or on the Odyssey app. Get Bob Rose Show podcast every minute of the show and so much more. Welcome, welcome. The margin of victory for Trump was not as large as many polls indicated before. The primary actually took place, but there is a reason for that. CNN did exit polling, and they're saying that 7 of 10 Nikki Haley voters were undeclared uh, right before the primary. They were not registered Republicans, in other words. Well, that's a twist. Well, that tells a story. So, yes, Trump won, not by as much as many thought. However, when you start to segregate the numbers a little bit and take a little peek Hmm. deeper down inside it's exactly what some thought it would be which is if you're just dealing with republican voters trump had an overwhelming victory if you throw in the so-called undeclared Hmm. possible former democrats many independents uh that changed the picture at least a little bit well except for uh, those who really pay attention like we do therefore you get Yep. The real story as well. So you get together with your your pals, you're watching some football, you're partying, you're having a good time. That sounds fun. And then it's like, man, I am beat. And I can I can relate to that. It's like, man, bedtime's bedtime. Oh, you know, I can uh-huh. hang for a little bit if it's, you know, watching a football game or special occasion or whatever, but not we, we get up early. Yeah. Not yep. not like I used to for sure. Um, so you go inside, you go to sleep. Who would ever think, you know, a couple days later, it's discovered your friends hung around and died in your backyard. What? 
The football fan who hosted a party that ended with three of his friends dead at his Kansas City rental property was asleep on the couch for two days. Oh, my goodness. While the loved ones frantically tried to contact him, David Harrington, 37, Ricky Johnson, 38, Clayton McGinney, 36, had gathered at a house rented by Jordan Willis on the afternoon of January 7th to watch their favorite football team play their last game of the regular season. The three visitors were found dead. Uh, a couple days later, and only after the fiancé of one of the victims broke into the home and found the bodies. He was asleep, asleep on the couch. The last memory he has is of them leaving out the front door. He doesn't know what happened with them until, you know, when the police came Tuesday night to his house. Hmm. Wow. That's crazy. He added that Kansas City investigators had said there was no foul play and were not investigating his client in connection with the bizarre, inexplicable deaths. Huh. Uh, they've said that there's no foul play. Right. So, so what? You're, you're partying. You drink too much. The host goes to bed. You and your buddies go outside. You don't even get in your cars yet. What, you sit around and you fall asleep and freeze to death? I mean, is yeah. that... Is that what ha- I mean, well, I, I the toxicology report um, isn't out yet. Right, you can assume there's probably heavy drinking going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, you go outside. You don't feel the cold right. because it works almost like a anesthetic to some degree, yeah. until you get wow. really your core temperature really drops, and you get tired. I mean, this is how people sure. die in the Himalayas. Oh yeah, um, you, you know you're you're tired. Uh, you're cold, but you don't feel it, really. But three people... What, yeah. Wouldn't you think that one of you would be, oh, man, oh, yeah, you guys okay? Yeah, I mean, it's a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You you would think, and, you know, it's it's not like they're, they're not 18, 19, they're not 22, 23. They're in their mid, late 30s. So not kids. Yeah. It was really cold, you know. They could have gone out to get fresh air. They could have gone out to smoke a cigarette. Maybe the bathroom was occupied. They could have gone out uh, to go to the bathroom after a whole day of watching football. It was late. I mean, this is speculation. Temperatures on January 7th into the 8th mostly stayed in the low 30s before plummeting into the teens on the afternoon of January 9th. Well, they were long gone by then. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, the attorney that's speaking on behalf of his client, who works as an HIV vaccine development scientist, uh, would have done anything in his power to come to the aid of his friends. He said they were buddies. They hung out all the time. Two of them he went to high school with. Oh, that's sad. In fact, he bought them all uh, tickets uh, to the Chiefs playoff game the next weekend. Wow. Oh, that's so tragic. It is. So many, It's so many levels and just so strange, too. Hmm. But, it, yeah, I... It is. It's just one of those really odd stories. We're approaching 645 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Congresswoman Kat Kamek will be uh, talking to us at 805. We're going to ask her about border issues. Of course, uh, New Hampshire primary. And uh, Team Biden, apparently, said they're looking forward to a rematch. Really? Team Biden said it, not, oh, not yeah. Biden per se. You don't know yet. <laughs> 645 News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity.
Kennedy. Guess who takes the chair of the U.N. Human Rights Council? Weekdays, 3 p.m. This is the same Iran that puts women to death for not wearing a head cover. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Let's make the best of it. Another day in paradise, my friends. 6.50, 10 minutes till 7 o'clock. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Uh, Trump wins New Hampshire. Not as big a spread as many predicted, including uh, polling that was done uh, right up to the beginning of the primary. And Nikki Haley only lost by maybe 11 points, give or take. I think that that's a lot closer... Well, it's a lot closer than I thought it would be. But then you have to factor in the big thing, and this really is the story. CNN, of all organizations, did exit polling, and they're claiming that 7 out of 10, 70% of Nikki Haley voters that they talked to, were undeclared just a week or two ago. So they're not necessarily registered Republicans or weren't previously they took an old, uh, you know, page out of the playbook, Operation Chaos, and Rush Limbaugh's, uh, our friend Pete pointed out earlier. And so, you know, they all jumped in because the rules are pretty loose in New Hampshire for doing that at the last minute. They all jumped in, Democrats and Independents, and made the race look much closer than it really was. Mm, I could could see that. Yeah. So I just want to note that I'm not going to jump there and go, oh, Trump crushed her, Trump... No. No. However, if you extrapolate it and take out many of those voters who are a very good chance they're not going to vote Republican anyway, did this specifically to get in, to try to rock the boat or whatever, um, then the margin of victory is greater for Trump. The headline would have been a little more accurate. Yeah, it is... As they say, it is what it is. Uh, by the way, Congresswoman Kat Kamick is going to join us um, at 8.05, and we're going to ask her about her thoughts on New Hampshire, the numbers, and then also, of course, about the border, which is very, well, it's been timely since the day that Biden rescinded all the Trump executive orders. And an interesting piece from Breitbart, Dale Wilcox, staring down the increasing possibility of becoming just the second cabinet member official in U.S. history to be impeached, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alandro Mayorkas has finally admitted that his agency is not upholding the rule of law at the border. During a recent interview, he appeared to agree with an assessment that the administration is releasing more than 70% of illegal aliens into the country. He also told Border Patrol agents uh, privately that the number is probably closer to 85% release rate. According to a later report from Fox News, all of this contradicts Mayorkas' repeated assertions that the U.S. has operational control over its southern border. You know, when this first thing started to come to light, he didn't want to take responsibility for it. He blamed Congress for it, uh, etc. Um, but the root cause is not a broken immigration system, as we know. Um, it's Mayorkas' blatant refusal to uphold the rule of law. And, of course, he's taking orders. From the Biden people. I don't mm. say Biden directly anymore because yeah, you don't know. I know it's yeah. different than that. Yeah. Um, but here's my thought. What 
do the Democrats know that we don't that has to do with the border? Because even in New Hampshire, which is very far from the southwest border, the number one concern of most voters is border and immigration. Now, if that's true in New Hampshire, Mm. you know it's true in other states. All the uh, soothsayers and future predictors and all the strategists in the Democrat Party why haven't they told Biden, hey, you need to secure the border, even if it's temporary, wait till you win again, mm-hmm. then you can bust it wide open again. But in the meantime, voters are turning against you. But they haven't done that, which leads me to speculate, what in the heck do they know? It's frightening. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines, and Scott, you're on the air. Bob, you just mentioned uh, that this is kind of a globalist agenda. And so I, I believe that you understand what a collaborative pivot is. You understand the U.N. Um, migration replacement. Um, I believe it was yesterday or the day before the Supreme Court just ruled that Texas does not have the authority to secure its border. This is much bigger than just Democrats trying to get votes, I believe. Um, and if you look at the things that, like Michael Yon. Green Beret is doing by going to the Darien Pass and exposing these encampments that are being built by taxpayer dollars that are huge. This is not going to end even after even if Trump gets in. This is uh, this is a globalist agenda and it's being done to destroy countries like they're doing in Europe right now. Uh, they can't even control what's happening in France with the rioting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Look, um, we enjoy a high quality of life in America. And higher wages, higher quality uh, of life, even at the lowest levels here, we still have a better lifestyle than 70% or more of the rest of the planet. For the globalists to succeed in kind of eliminating uh, borders and this whole one world thing, they have to create a little bit more parity um, in, in terms of income and other things. So, Bob, you're saying they're going to bring the rest of the world up to our standard? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, maybe not. No. No. No, they're going to dilute, water down. Look, crippling debt. That's that's part yeah. of it. He mentioned it earlier, kind of got cut off on the phone, but Clower Piven, this whole idea that um, a government like ours can be crushed under the weight of its own debt. Mm-hmm. Biden has done nothing but push for more and more spending. He didn't want to let off the gas at all as we continue to print money. That's part of it for sure. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about coming up on News Talk 97.3 The Sky. It's a happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Hang in there. Here's what's trending on the sky. Ron DeSantis is dropping out. In doing so, he endorsed us. The news that's trending. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. Democracy is on the ballot. The news that's now. That's the sound of a two-person race. The news station. Now we're going to soon be leaving New Hampshire with a big victory, right? Your freedom is on the ballot. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3.